We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football Podcasts are presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Get excited because they are running it back. That's right, the $1 million baller And I can't believe it, but they're doing the same thing again with Overlay. $250,000 guaranteed in Overlay coming out of Yahoo's pocket. One of the best valued tournaments you're ever going to find. On top of that, even tonight in Daily Fantasy Basketball, they've got a $100,000 tournament with $25,000 in guaranteed Overlay. Take advantage of these great promotions over at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guildcast. I'm back. I'm back from my trip last weekend. Well, they were recording last weekend. I was I was on an airplane, spent the weekend in a hot air balloon, um, and I spent that weekend in a band DFS state. And I, I don't actually know. Did you guys actually include my lineup in the show? But it, it probably would have been better for me to not rank for contests before I went. Oh yeah, we we clown the hell out of you, bro. It <laughs> last week, dude. I don't even remember what I did, but I know my team was not very good. Yeah, do you remember logging into your DK account this week and like seeing a lot less money than the week before? Yeah, I would you have be, to hit that deposit button. I would be, <laughs> I would be, I would be absolutely off the cliff. It had not been a good NBA week because uh, similar results this week to last week. Uh, first, first two. I believe this is the first time I've lost two weeks in a row this year. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, guys, this is the Gilcast. We're here on RG, Davis Maddock, Nate Noling, Sammy Reed, and uh, we're not going to lie to you. This is going to be a dejected show. There were, uh, yeah. we, went, we went 0 for 3 in cash games this week. This is definitely the Gilcast edition of the Gilcast. We're all huge fish. I, you know, I'm looking at my lineup right now, and I don't feel particularly bad about any of it. We played Juju over Devontae. We all fished it. So that was not great. That was not great. But, uh, you know, just some, some running bad here and there. It was and like really a 23-point swing. <laughs> relying, I mean, I wasn't – I probably wasn't ever going to play Devontae over Juju in cash, though. I probably I mean, Devontae just smashes every single week. Yeah. And you continue to tell me I'm a fish for wanting him on Wednesdays every week when I throw I didn't him. tell you he was bad this week. You said I, no was- Juju is probably bad. No Juju, I think, theoretically still was probably bad. The, I guess the big thing in here, we'll just go ahead and get into it. Let's just let's just get into it. Quarterback, I went Brady. Sammy, who did you go? I also went Brady. So, Nate, you went Lamar? Lamar. How much did he get? 
18. He lost the rushing bonus. He had it and then took a four-yard loss and ended up with 98 yards or something. I really enjoyed the, the midday tweet storm from Nate. Like, this is the microcosm of my day. This is just how it's going to be. He just gets the bonus, loses it. Like, I'm just going to lose all my money. I know it. He gets up to 104 and then takes like a six-yard loss. And I literally am just like, oh, my. Oh, my God. This is happening. So, big tactical error by me. I just don't even know if Brady really has a ceiling anymore, Sammy. I think, I think we just kind of messed up with Brady. I, I'm, I'm going to take the L. So Brady was like my lock, my cash lock of the week. I was just like, dude. I, he, he was, I put him in on my Monday shell and I never changed it. Yeah. I mean, New England just always shreds Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has not changed their defensive scheme since like Dick LeBeau started in the 90s. And Brady and the Patriots just always take advantage of it. They just always spread the Steelers well, that, out. That was not my logic. That was, not that was my logic. logic. My logic and, and was... The Patriots have, like, you know, this above-league-average offense. The Steelers have this not-great defense. This is the highest total game of the week. There should theoretically be a ton of pass attempts in this game. And what happened is uh, the Patriots, they're just old and creaky, and the only throws Brady can make is when dudes are literally uncovered. Those are the only throws he can make in the year of our Lord 2018. Yeah, that was definitely a thing where where I didn't take into account that the Patriots are actually bad and Tom Brady is dusty. It's not, that, it's not that they're bad. It's just that they're not good anymore. I, I think that's like a, a key criteria here is that the Patriots are not the capital P Patriots anymore. Bro, when he hit Hogan for 63 yards. I was like, oh, second- I was like, it's lit. We're going to get all of our money. <laughs> I was like, I was so ready. I was like, it's all done. Brady's going to get 25. It's going to be high. Juju's going to get 30. Like it's, we are ready to go. Yeah. I t- took my pants off and really soon after that, like I had to put them back on. And, like, clasp the drawstrings and, like, tighten my belt, and they never came off again. So, Nate, the reason that I did not want to play Lamar is basically just I didn't really think Tampa Bay could hang in this game enough to make um, Baltimore throw at all. And they did run. They just absolutely ran this entire game. But I guess – 49 times. Yeah. 40 – I mean, is that the most of any team in the NFL this year? I feel like that's got to be the most rushing. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So I, and so basically my thought was just, you're really like, he's got to get the hundred yard bonus to get 20 was, was my thinking with Lamar. And I just, it was like, I thought Brady had an easier path to 25 than Lamar did. Yeah. I mean, I just, what we're seeing with Lamar right now with the amount of rushing attempts that he has, like, I mean, literally since, since week 11, we've seen 27 rushing attempts, 11 rushing attempts, 17 rushing attempts, 13 rushing attempts, and nine rushing attempts, or 19 rushing attempts this week. It's like, it's hard for me not to play that guy at, at quarterback at 19 or, you know, 5,900. I mean, his like floor is like, he automatically starts with like 12 DraftKings points. Didn't, and it's like, didn't jo- did Josh Allen have more DK points in him today? I don't even know. Um, Probably because Allen had, Allen had two touchdowns. Yeah. Lamar didn't get the other than, yeah. So the Lamar thing was tilting because, I mean, those. But Josh Allen only ran for 16 yards. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Lamar is like literally, he's going to be in play every week, no matter the matchup, no matter the game script, simply because what Baltimore like wants to do is make him like just a running back. (laughs) Like, and yeah, I think it's, I don't know, it's different than like, a quarterback, a passing quarterback who has some floor because of like a couple rushing attempts. This is 
like, like you Dak, literally like Dak, project Dak like, gets like four yeah. rushing attempts or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it is different. Yeah, this is this is a running back who throws the ball like eighteen times a game. Yeah, we're talking like fourteen projected running attempts for a quarterback. It's nothing like. I mean, we don't have anything else like this. I just like the only other quarterback I would have played, I guess, would have been Ben. He was the only yeah. guy. And how, what did he even do? Like, I don't think he, 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 did, he, didn't, he didn't do squat, bro. He like smashed in the first half. He had 150 and two touchdowns at the half. And then this game turned into a straight run fest. You like they just went back to 1964 and started running the ball all the time, both teams. It was freaking wild. Like, I'm so tilted. I guess what's kind of interesting is that this big tournament on Yahoo, like all these guys from this game were big time chalk. And just, I was just like, you know what? I'm not, and I did this on DraftKings too. I was just like, it's a gross slate. So everyone's going to the one game with a decent total, but there's just like no reason to do that. So I did get fading this game, right? Like, you know, Antonio Brown scored a touchdown, but he didn't have a great game. I mean, did any, I guess the only one who had a, a Samuels, yeah. yeah. He was the only one who had like a really good fantasy game and he was the one guy I used, but I mean, some of my other reads were really wrong, but I, I how did you guys approach this game for tournaments? I had a lot of Ben exposure. Uh, I was, yeah. I, I had, I had just a lot of, uh, I actually had a lot of AB exposure because I felt like most people would be on Juju and AB tends to smash at home. And even though I do think AB is definitely not what he was a season ago or two seasons ago, I mean, he's still, like, one of the 10 best receivers in the NFL, and I thought he could potentially smash. Um, and I had a ton of Samuels, so. And I had a ton of Brady stacks to, like, Gronk, and, and well, I, I did have, like, I, I definitely made sure to use 0% Rob Gronkowski. I mean, that's actually smart because you don't want to, you know, play tackles. You don't, you, don't, you, don't get po- you don't get points for pancake blocking on Yahoo. No, I was really disappointed that, that they did not have Jalen Samuels tight end eligible in daily. Oh, that would have been that would have been lit. Yeah. That was a shock. Yeah. Um, so running backs, you guys both went Barkley. I went Zeke, Mixon, Samuels. You guys both had Mixon and Samuels as well. Yeah. Yeah. Barkley, Mixon, Samuels. I mean, Samuels and Mixon were I mean, they were just the uh, locks. Like Yeah, Mixon was seventy three percent owned. Samuels was only forty two. I was a little surprised at that. I think I think that was just because of like the slight chance that Connor would play. I think that's the only reason he wasn't higher. Yeah, I think when we I I think he was obviously trending doubtful all week and then when we got the But he wasn't he wasn't touted that way. A big thing I've seen that influences ownership percentages is like shows on like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, how they talk about those guys. And like all those shows, all those articles, all those podcasts mention that like you know, Connor theoretically could be active for this game. Yeah. I just I just, you know, wait for the Rappaport's, you know, tweet storms like late Saturday night and he was like, they're definitely like he's trending toward doubtful, and then the team downgraded him to doubtful, and I was like, oh, then Samuels is a lock. Yeah. Nate Nate gave me some snark on uh, on the the Barkley over Zeke play today, so I'm giving I'm Nate I'm giving you the floor to explain why you played Barkley instead of uh, instead of Zeke. Yeah, Nate, why did we play Barkley instead of instead of Zeke? I'd love to know this also. Well, a couple reasons. Number one, I think Barkley's just like more talented of a rusher which number is like two, the least which is like the two. least hate knowing argument of all time number, yeah this is weird this is already off the rails number two i projected barkley to have a higher percentage of his team's rushing attempts and a higher percentage of his team's targets um which he did zeke, zeke coming off the 40 touch game you uh you projected barkley for a greater share uh yeah and again i was 
correct in that. Uh, Barkley had 87% of his team's rushing attempts, while Zeke had 82%. Barkley had 22.7% of his team targets, while, Bark- or while Zeke only had 20.5%. Um, the reality is <laughs> Saquon just was in a less uh, – like less efficient offense like Saquon did nothing which, is, which got, by the way which by the way is true every single week of the NFL season that he plays on a worse team right and also the Cowboys scored zero points like and, let's, and, let's and, throw that out there they scored zero points and Zeke got 18 yeah I mean I I, I for me I really just like was splitting hairs between them and I yeah, thought I don't, that, think, I don't think it's bad at all actually I started out the week thinking that Barkley was better but just when it became clear that Elliot was going to be so much more owned than Barkley it wasn't something I felt nearly strong enough about to take a stance on yeah, yeah I just I don't know I, I when it comes down to it and the, like the price discount on Zeke wasn't enough for me to get off of him like there was no reason for me to go to Zeke other than ownership. Like I projected Barkley to have more workload. I projected Barkley to have um, more passing work. And I just think Barkley's just with the ball in his hands, like much better at making plays. Like I would, I, the thing I would grant you is that like Barkley definitely has a much better chance of the game being of them being down 20 points and them averaging like 1.8 yards per play. And then all of a sudden having like a 78 yard touchdown, he definitely yeah. has that edge on Zeke. The edge that I would give to Zeke would be, of course, like he is the team's first, second, and third game plan. The run blocking is way better. And um, he, uh, they, they give him more opportunities in the red zone because they're in the red zone more often because they're a better offense. Like I would, Nate, I would think you, you had Elliott projected for better touchdown probability than Barkley. Yeah, let me look, pull that up. I probably did. I just – that that's the thing with Elliot for me is like when I mean they were down they were down what twenty to zero and they had a trip to the red zone didn't you guys both think like oh Elliot's gonna score here? Yes, yeah, Zeke, Zeke had a slightly higher touchdown. Probably. Yes, I did. Yeah, and I mean he didn't end up doing it, and the only reason he got to eighteen was because he hit the you know the meaningless one hundred yard bonus or whatever. But like uh, I I, I, mean, I don't had, think he did. Did he not? I I'm pretty no. sure he did. No, I thought he had like 80 and 40, I No, think. He, had, he had seven catches, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, Mixon, Mixon hit the 100-yard bonus at the end is what happened. But, I mean, New York had a higher implied team total going, going into the game. They had higher um, – wasn't the – the game total was a little bit lower. Because, so, it was obviously a less overall effective game environment. But I think, like, I don't know. Maybe it, it was splitting hairs. Like, it's, it was – but I don't think Saquon was a bad play. Like, I don't think. No, anybody- he wasn't. He wasn't bad. I just was. At, I, I just thought that like enough factors had added up, including ownership for me. And I just, I don't know. I guess there is always that New York Giants stink on Barkley, especially with no Odell. That just makes me think things could go south really. Although normally when things go south, Barkley gets like 17 targets, which didn't happen. Yeah, you saw it last week. Every time they would get into the red zone, they would give him the ball on first down, second down. And then it's like, okay, if you don't if you don't score on the first two touches, then we'll throw it over to Shep. And it's like, I guess, I mean, Barkley did get ten targets today. Yeah, he had he had a higher percentage of his team's targets and a higher percent of his team's rushing attempts. He, yeah, but here's here's what happened. So Evan Ingram ended up being the big beneficiary of yeah, Odell being he had out. Twelve targets. Yeah. And he kind of was last week too. I think he only had like three for seventy-seven, but he was way more involved. And I think the other thing is that they were playing a team. Uh, Tennessee, who is just like, they turn games ugly. And we're talking about how many rush attempts that Baltimore had. Tennessee had 45. Yeah. You know, and and like a couple were needle downs. but (laughs) Derrick Henry had 33 carries. Yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Hey, you guys, why, why didn't we just play Derrick Henry? <laughs> oh, you mean you mean the guy who had a 99-yard rushing touchdown and four touchdowns last week? Was he a good yeah. play this week as yeah. a home favorite? Yeah, I, I guess he was. I uh, didn't really consider him because I just think he's really bad at football, and maybe that he's, was a mistake. He's not, though. I actually, I actually think this is a really important thing to get out there. Derrick Henry is not bad. He just is very good at a skill set that's not super important in the NFL today. So he's going to continue to have those games with eight carries for 18 yards where he like looks horrible and looks like he doesn't fit. But in this type of game and in last week's type of game, he is still very good at that north-south running. Like he's no, you're absolutely right. He, he's that guy that if he's untouched for the first four yards, you're in a load of trouble. He's but like the he, absolute best version of like LeGarrette Blunt. Like he yeah, is, for sure. He is the yeah. final. He is like the final form of that type of runner. Yeah, he's like young Blunt. But if you like hit him in the backfield or make him like shuffle or do anything like he he's just, just he's, nev- he's never making anybody miss. He just right. he's, at no point is he ever evading the tackle, which is why they gave Deion Lewis so much money. If I told you guys coming into the week that Saquon was going to have eighty-eight percent of his team's rushing attempts and twenty-two percent of his team's targets. Like, what would you put his over/under at from a DraftKings point? It's like twenty. Well, I'd ask, I'd ask how many, how many pass attempts and rush attempts the Giants are actually going to have. Yeah, I would, I would say, I, I would actually probably ask the final score of the game. If you, if you had that, if you had that amount of foresight, I'd probably ask the final score of the game. Yeah, because because the Giants scored zero points too. That was a thing. The Giants you know, and the Cowboys scored. zero. I actually thought the Giants would win this game though. So, or at least I at least thought that they would cover. So maybe I should have looked at Barkley more. I don't know. Well, Let me look at I, I just I just think it was splitting hairs. And what I actually did, um, I would have played Zeke if I needed that four hundred bucks. Yeah. And I, I actually so I played a little heavier like three mans and head to heads, uh, as opposed to like fifty fifties and double ups because differentiating in those kind of contests does actually give you an edge if you're right, as yeah. opposed to fifty fifties and double ups. Mm-hmm. Like if you play a hundred head to heads, finishing in the ninetieth percentile does give you a lot of equity and and that's actually important so people who say like you're only trying to beat 55 percent of the field or whatever it's actually not true it depends on like your game mix i play i I should probably think about that a little bit more because i play a decent mix of both i play about 150 head-to-heads and then i get a similar amount of like dollar volume in in the 50 50s yeah i i think it's i think it's really important like to to know what your lineup is i almost like change my my game selection mix a little bit based on what kind of lineups i end up with yeah i think that's, that's i think that's reasonable all right let's uh let's talk about wide receivers i went tyler boyd sterling Shepard, and juju smith schuster the one i have the regret about is not juju it's it's shepherd just because the only the only thought in my head i had for playing Shepard was oh i think he's gonna be very chalky and if he gets like 19 I don't want to be just like murdered by that but I liked Westbrook way more and I don't even actually know what Westbrook had as a receiver because I didn't I, I played most of my tournament action on Yahoo this week so let's uh yeah Westbrook had five targets so he led the team in targets but they only threw 17 times and he had 20 rushing yards as well but obviously had the punt return but yeah I just I don't know Nate did you play Shepard too yeah I did and it was painful um I mean, I just I, – here's what I have to realize. Like, I'm not going to do – continue to do, like, two guys on teams like this anymore. Like, I just got to stop. Like, it's it's not that Shepard was a bad – It's not that <laughs> Shepard was a bad play in a vacuum. He just wasn't. But, like, 
gosh, but what like am two, I doing? Two giants though. Yeah, yeah. What am I doing? Like I, I, it was got to see the forest for the trees. You got to like take a, take a step back and like, we don't play players in, in vacuums, you know? I know. We play entire teams. Yeah. And Shepard, I mean, he was a – like, he, he had, like, 14 expected uh, DraftKings points. He had the target share. He had, like, everything was – Yeah, everything his core, was – His court uh, – like, unlike Barkley, where you can be like, well, he's actually so transcendent, you can kind of divorce him a little bit from the offensive situation. Shepard is, like, a good player, but it's not like he's not Odell, you know, so he can't divorce himself from the circumstances that he finds himself in in terms of, like, expected efficiency. Yeah, like, let me pull up – what was the – what you just said, Davis, sounded really smart, I got to tell you. Every once in a while. Yeah, that was, that was just – you're having a good season, mate. Yeah, I mean, he, he had nine targets for – For, like, nothing. He, he, yeah. caught, he, caught, uh, he caught two of those targets. Yeah, he had 145 and, 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 air yards. And one of them, by the way – Oh my gosh, this is more tilting now that I look so at it. So the Nate, did you, did you get to – God, to, this week was just tilt, guys. Let me, let me tell you, though. Sterling Shepard had 145 air yards. He's like an incredibly efficient receiver, and he caught two. One of them, one of them, Nate, hit him dead, dead ass square in the hands. Like could not, <laughs> could not have been. A clear, and, and like it was like a significant game. He had room up the field, and it just it went straight through her fucking hands. I think this is great that you actually watch more than a minute of this game. By the way, well, it's, it was on red, red zone. zone. It was on red zone a lot. Because, like, you know, sometimes these games, they last a lot longer, so you're getting the the clips of those, like, well, like, it's just on this game while the other games are in halftime. That's what happened to this game. It was just – it was it happened to go at a time that was on red zone a bunch. The, the play, of course, here that was really tilting for me, though, was Boyd. Boyd was on – he was on pace to have a monster game. He was going to smash, and yeah. he got hurt. Yeah. That's dude. It sucks so bad when your guys get hurt mid game. I mean, if he didn't score that touchdown in the first quarter, <laughs> it went, things would have been dark. For yeah, me. I, burned, I burned a couple hundred dollars worth of entries on showdown on Thursday night with Keenan Allen at hundred percent exposure. So I know you're paying. Yeah, I mean, thank, played, thank, thank God. Tennessee. I had the absolute stone nuts in showdown cash that night because that dude. game was brutal to attend. But I, my, my, t- like I just, I swept everything in cash. Dude, I, I like took your advice and I smashed a bunch of cash games. And I think we played the same lineup with Damian well, and you, Captain, yeah, you faded Keenan and Keenan was seventy percent owned and put up a zero. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't, just, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered. I played, I played Phil Rivers instead of him, and I, I would have, I would do it again even if he played four quarters. Yeah. If yeah, but we, we had the lineup, Davis. We had the showdown lineup, and it was just sharp, and, you know, we won. Yeah, I – what did I do at receiver? I went Shepard, Juju, Pettis. So, Nate, Nate Pettis, uh, what did he do? Pettis put up uh, 13 DraftKings points. Let me actually pull up, like, what I, I really – for 83 on, like, I, five targets. I, the reason I didn't like that play was Kendrick Bourne was back, and I just, just like they were just. I assume they would just straight split that slot work. Which no, they like Pettis. No, they do, and Pettis has been good. But I just like I, I preferred I preferred Didi over him. Do you guys remember that week that Nate played Bourne in cash? Yep, I remember. Th- there's been some legendary bad plays. I played. Uh, <laughs> 
What's that? that I played Mo Harris in Cash. <laughs> Nate, Nate played Martavis Bryant no, in Cash. No, 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 no. You, played, you, <laughs> no you played an Oakland wide receiver once, too. Who was it? You did. I played Adrian Peterson once in Cash. No, Davis, who was I, I never. I've never played Seth Roberts in Cash. I've you talked, did. You no. did. I know I haven't. I've I've talked about it on the Swolecast a bunch. Yeah, he touted him on the Swolecast. And but I've never, I've never, I've never actually played him. And then of course Sammy with the well, he was in Arizona. Just if we and if if any of us <laughs> ever go to a band state, we should just not play because it leads to us doing that really bad things. That is correct. Yeah, Pettis ran really good to get what he did. I mean, he he only got five targets and he converted all five of them for eighty three yards. So I got and this game. This game Pettis. went to overtime too, and only five targets. Yeah, I mean, they didn't pass a ton overall. I mean, my God, uh, I was so bad at picks this week against the spread. Yeah, Pettis did get eighteen or seventeen percent target share, but it was at four point. I mean, he was at a weird, weird spot at four point like two or four point three or whatever he was at. So I, I struggled with receiver all week. I really like the reason I struggle with receiver is because the guy that I wanted to play, I knew wasn't a cash play, and I couldn't play him, and that was Galladay. And then I just never felt good about it. Dude, that's the Corey Davis play. Why didn't you go with him? I just I mean, Galladay, I think, was like a really good tournament play, and that's how I used him. But I just couldn't justify him in cash. Or I had, avoid. Yeah, I had a ton of him in, in tournaments, but I couldn't get to him in cash. I just didn't have the, didn't have the balls. Yeah. Well, I was, I was totally different on receiver than you guys this week. I went, I went uh, Edelman Hilton. And yeah, you were you were writing that uh, you were writing that uh, that Edelman against the linebacker in the slot. Uh, yeah, and you know, I mean, he was he was fine. He seven was for fine. ninety. On, I like, think he's like I thought he was just like way overpriced for what Julian Edelman is these days. Edelman's he had like the really second. Good, he had the second best volume on the slate. I think he had like yeah, thirty percent target share. I mean, still, I think Edelman was actually still, a he still remains Julian Edelman. It was just—it was just a sharp play, man. It was just a good play. I wish he'd have caught one more ball because I was. Edelman like right was on. like the football play. Edelman is the guys who. Yeah, like, he's like he's like the tape grinders yeah, play for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I was Which definitely like, like, oh, they'll match him up with a linebacker. Yeah, like yeah. Brady's gonna get it out quick against the blitz. Like Edelman, I'm, I'm zero, I'm zero percent. I'm drawing to zero percent to ever play a guy based off of watching film. Tell me more <laughs> about the coverage scheme. And how? Yeah, tell me, tell Sammy, tell me more about how defenses matter, bro. <laughs> he went seven for ninety. It was a good play. Um, no, same, yeah. And then you also wouldn't have played Galladay because he was shadowed I by. I mean, just how bad could Smith Schuster run to get eight? Like how bad? Dude, he almost caught a touchdown right at the end, and it was knocked away at the last second. If Juju puts up twenty here, we all cash easy, right? Like Juju wasn't even owned. He was Juju, like Juju out. has not gotten. Well, I didn't play Juju. Juju's gotten single-digit points once this year against Cleveland. Wait, Sammy, you didn't play Juju? No, I played Edelman, Hilton, and Michael freaking Gallup, who got a pass interference. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. This. That's that's the worst. That is the worst. That's the worst play anyone's made on this show. All no, 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 no. It was a bad play. It was a bad play, but like not worse than my Adrian Peterson play. So no, not worse than Martavis Bryant, who played eight snaps that week. They played. No, Bryant. Bryant was a better play. Sammy, you're lucky you faded this juju game. He literally got ten targets and only converted four of them. Like yeah, yeah. Well, Michael Gallup got zero targets, so whatever. I, the thing is, the thing is, is twenty nine percent target share in the highest total game of the week, and you faded him and got out alive. <laughs> well, he did. Yeah, I mean, 
because he, he still lost. He still lost because yeah. he replaced. But he should have gotten smashed. This should have been a Christian McCaffrey fifty burger on his face again. We got to talk about. We got to talk. We can come back to Gallup, but we got to talk about the fact that Sammy <laughs> ate two zeros in cash. And <laughs> <laughs> at the highest score. Yeah. Because you I actually played, like, you didn't lose all my money. I I, I got most. I, I think I was down a little bit today, but I got most of my money back. You guys want to just guess how much how, like American dollars I got back out of this slate with this horrible lineup? Like what percentage? No, no. You can just guess that you guys know about how much I play. Oh, uh, I'm gonna guess uh, $43 American. I got I got this is so bad. I got $174 back. <laughs> It's better than I thought. That's good. That's better than I thought, actually. I was gonna say seventy, so it was it was it was really bad. It was really bad. But at least I didn't play Anthony Ferkser. <laughs> <Dude. laughs> I mean, what were you doing? I mean, here, here's the thing: like you can you can clown my Gallup play all you want, but like it was not my worst play of the week. <laughs> the show is supposed to be educational. It's supposed to help people out. And yeah, here's here's what not to do. Do not play Anthony freaking Ferkser in cash games. How much? Like, is he a blocking tight end? Like, what does he even do? Uh, I don't. I, I don't think you got. Two, it's not even that I got two goose eggs. It's that neither Ferkser nor Gallup got a target. Do you know how hard <laughs> that is to do? <laughs> to play two guys who didn't have a single target. Well, I think technically, technically Gallup got a target because he did draw the pass interference. Uh, yeah, but but that doesn't show up in the box score. So Luke Stalker and Michael Pruitt, other tight ends for the Tennessee Titans, both had a target and a reception in this game, Sammy. Oh, my God. My my throat is so sore from just getting banged all day by Anthony Ferkser. So I played I played Vernon Davis at tight end, which uh, I I don't know. I mean, should I even feel that bad about that? No. I played Uzoma and put up like three and a half points. Dropped like four targets. Well, just, good job, like, guys. Here's the thing. No one – Guys, on... we made – it was a bad week. Uzoma had five targets and converted one of them for – oh, my gosh. Wait, no, you know, I mean, do you know what I would do to get five targets for my tight end? I mean – that that sounds like a million targets compared to what <laughs> I did. It was it was like a really weird week in terms of like a lot of like playoff semifinals and stuff look really weird because a lot of guys did not do well this week and a lot of yeah. guys who were like Dalvin Cook he's not on any playoff teams. Derrick Henry he's not on any playoff teams. Alshon Jeffrey probably not on a ton of playoff teams. I'm all. gonna lose a seasonal matchup by like one point because I had Saquon, and I'm gonna tilt my face off. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of stuff like that happened. I guess I mean. Jeremy Sprinkle, I guess, got three targets. So I guess, <laughs> I guess for Washington, I wasn't really expecting them to use and and throw the ball to other tight ends. I just kind of assumed Vernon Davis would be the only game in town, and that is that is not what happened. I should I should have played Sprinkle over Ferkser. Well, okay, I'll be honest. I didn't remember what number Vernon Davis was, so I saw a big dude, I saw a big dude with a big eight on his jersey score a touchdown, like on red zone, and I was like, oh my god, did I just bink a Vernon Davis touchdown? No, I didn't. Jeremy, no, no, scored. No, he's eighty five. You got to grind the film, man. I just mean, grind the clearly, film. I think this week shows that I'm not an expert in knowing what uh, what number NFL players wear on their jerseys. <laughs> Hashtag Matic moments. That was really good, bro. That was that was really good for the brand. Ugh. 
not great. Um, was, uh, all right, what did you guys? What did you guys do at defense? Wait, wait, can I can I defend my Gallup pick real fast? No, there is no nothing. man. It was it was pretty bad. Like he was he was a super thin GPP play. All right, no, you guys are right. Let's move on. Well, okay. I'll no, do you're the, right. I'll, you're, you're, you're just right. It's just a no. I'll do the defense for you. There was like a lot of Cowboys optimism this week. And the thing you got to understand is that they're still the same animal. Dak is still not an elite quarterback. Jason Garrett, not an elite coach. Scott Linehan, not an elite play caller. And adding, like they have Amari Cooper, they have Ezekiel Elliott. So sometimes they're going to have these games where they score a bunch of points and they look really good. But their offense is all super reliant on – their amazing offensive line and amazing Ezekiel Elliott and amazing Amari Cooper and these, these other secondary pieces when they have good games, Cole Beasley, one of the tight ends, whoever, it, it is an accident. It is completely an accident. So, so I, I think the thing is that Gallup was like your Riddick play from a couple weeks ago, just worse. Yeah. But, but it was in the sense that I did not want to play two cheap tight ends or two cheap wide receivers. I thought these guys were trash. I thought they'd burn people, and I really wanted to play Edelman and T.Y. Hilton, and I was just willing to eat it at wide receiver three, and Gallup the last three weeks had six, seven, and nine targets. Yeah. He, was getting, he was getting used. I think he's a pretty decent player. He had air yards. I was like, dude, I think he can catch, you know, four balls for, you know, 50 yards or whatever, and, you know, I thought he was just as good as, like, some of the four grand plays, and that's my justification, obviously, like, I'm a fish. So let's one thing on. I actually do want to talk to you, Sammy, is about is your TY play because I think that took some balls. I actually like TY a little bit. Yeah. yeah. What did, what did he end up getting? Because I feel like he had a, a ball load of air yards. He he did, but he had he, he didn't end up with a giant game. He was close. He had five for eighty five on He was he was wide open deep on one of them and luck underthrew him, so he had I to know. he had to sit down to catch it. I was yeah. tilted. Five for eighty five on a team leading eight targets. Yeah, Ty was like third on the week in overall Whopper, and that includes DeAndre. Marlon Marlon Mack with the twenty-seven carries and two touchdowns. Easy, easy game. Won somebody a milli. I, I think the thing about Hilton was just that the entire week I thought he was too cheap for six point eight. I just thought he was too cheap to be a legit number one receiver, and obviously he had injury concerns and all this stuff. And like, but at the end of the day, I thought that this price made up for that. I was willing to take it because I wasn't paying full freight. I thought he should have been, you know, 7,500, 7,600. So, yeah, I just, with him not practicing, I actually liked him, but I just, I had to exclude him just because I didn't know if he was going to be able to run. And if he's, you know, T.Y. is one of those guys who's like kind of like Tyreek is one of those guys who it's like, if he's not fully healthy, I don't want any of them, you know? Yeah. It was just like, he was, Hilton is not like that for me because they use him and they have specific end zone plays for him and he had a touchdown he was, oh he and he against, just missed that touchdown against, like a two yarder too he was against jalen smith and he just he just burnt him and the whole play was designed for him to get open and luck i actually think luck just threw it you know a millisecond too early if you give him another second to get pat like he was coming past the offensive line and you yeah. just give him a millisecond to look back that would have yeah. been Touchdown luck, luck, just luck boned it, and that's actually—it's almost like the uh, Decker play. It's not the same thing, but oh. they run this play. Oh, please don't, man! You can't. Yeah, even... but but I'm it's serious. It's like the Decker play. No, no, the Decker no, play. It's was not 100. The Decker yeah. play never failed. Never bro. failed. The, the, Decker, the Decker play was 100 <laughs> for 100. That play resulted in a touchdown 100 percent of the time. 
well, they've run this play for Hilton. He scored a couple touchdowns on it this season. Like, it's, it's one of their favorites. You know, gotta dude, I just got to grind the film I just got goosebumps, dude. I just, <laughs> yeah. I just got goosebumps thinking. Oh, <laughs> what are the days, man? I, I'm gonna go pull up Eric Decker's PFR right now. Just to, I, I, just, I just need to go. I just need to go look at it, man. You, you need to like go back and remember the better times. Yeah. It's just Is like it? he was. He was free money in fantasy drafts every year. There was a year where he didn't like put less than 15 DraftKings points on a game for like 10 games straight. Yeah, well, he, t- he scored a touchdown every day. I mean, and 20, still, in 20 in 2015, he was still five thousand dollars every slate. In 2015, as a member of the New York Jets with a combination of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh McCown as his quarterback, he scored 12 touchdowns. And Brandon Marshall had 14 that year. Was that Fitz Magic year? That was the that was one of the Fitz Magic years. He only threw uh let's see how many interceptions he threw that year. He only threw 15 that year, which is a pretty good year for him in terms of interceptions. Are we just going to start – like, when do we start playing Devontae Adams in cash every week just because, like, he's, he's proving to us that he just has, like, the highest floor of any wide receiver every week? Is he, I, I don't know, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Michael Gallup in tournaments next week and win a million bucks. Is he in the – is uh, – we got to see if he's in the main slate for next week. Oh. I, I, I mean, they're playing they're, – they're at home against Tampa Bay, so. No, no, not – are you talking about Gallup or Adams? Gallup. Yeah. Sammy, Adams, nobody wants to talk Adams, to you Adams is against the Jets, 8,500 uh, <laughs> on the road next week. Easy game. Yeah, we got we to gotta play Adams and Gallup and GPPs. So that's your early advice for week 16. Jalen is up to 6,700 against New Orleans. Connor will be back. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, uh, defense, though. I actually thought I made a play that was super sharp, and it looked really good for about a half, and then – Josh Allen did Josh Allen things. Got it. You got it. the Lions at 2K, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, they were like 2.3, I think. 2.5. Yeah. I mean, I went with the Ravens because I – a couple reasons. Number one, I think the Ravens defense is obviously – They were like the highest projected defense of the week. I think they were good. Yeah. They were like – and I got on to them even more after I uh, heard the weather report. The weather, like, yeah. And I was like, man, this is going to be a smash play. I got off the Falcons, and I was like, this is – this is the play. Lamar Jackson's going to rush it 25 times for 100 yards. You know, defense, they're going to run the ball 50 times. I felt Sammy, really good about it. Jamie, did you play the cart, the Falcons defense in cash? Of course I did. Yeah. Oh, so that's so, why you – That's why you beat us. I was trying to figure out look, – look, Sammy had a terrible <laughs> line. Like, listen, listen to the rest of Sammy's Sammy, line. I was you like, read the line up like quarterback down. Just read it for the listeners. And Brady, Saquon, Gallup, Ferguson. <laughs> Is this the is this is the worst lineup of the year? <laughs> I still beat you, bitch. <laughs> I'm so mad, dude. I just wanted to throw my computer halfway through today. I actually, well, guys, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I actually stopped watching today. It was just it was just too much. I mean, I, I don't know how you guys didn't play the Falcons. Like, what was that about? I played them. I told you the Ravens were the. I, I felt that was sharp getting out of the Ravens. Dude, quarter, quarterbacks, quarterbacks against or defenses against Josh Allen. Like I know he just like randomly like it's he's still a horrible passer. He still makes like lol bad decisions. Things are just kind of working out for him right now. But like I, I still I think playing a defense against him is fine. You're you're crazy. Like this game was in Buffalo. They were wearing the Reds. Like what what are you thinking about? 
I believe the Colts had tw- 21 DraftKings points in Buffalo against the Bills. Look, let me, let me just tell you this. You guys have not freaking lived until you've played the Falcons defense in cash and had Deion Jones in your most important seasonal fantasy league as an IDP and have him intercept a ball for a touchdown. I definitely you have not lived until – IDP league doesn't surprise me or the listeners in the least. Sam. Yeah. If, if like the listeners had to nominate one of us that like, played in an IDP league, it would definitely be you. God, yeah. Yeah. It was lit. What are you? <laughs> like, All right. <laughs> it's just a thought, dude. I just do everything and I smash it. You didn't smash anything, man. You played Ferkser and Cash. Michael there was, Gallup, you there was no <laughs> smash. Dude. All right, we gotta we gotta talk about we gotta talk about showdown for tomorrow. Do, do you guys do you guys want to talk about Yahoo for a quick second before we do? If it wasn't for the Yahoo, like well, I don't want to talk about it because I blank. No, dude, I, I six X on Yahoo just because of all the overlay. It was nice. Yeah. Oh, you six X? Nice. Yeah, I've put up like one forty four on Yahoo. I actually, Strong. I actually would have, I would have broken even but, had that Josh Reynolds touchdown stood because I one, had him on like five. One, yeah, one forty eight point two. I won my. That's that's solid. I think. I mean, that tournament ended up uh, filling up. So it, which I was crazy, count. by the way. I did. Yeah. I thought there was no. It was like I think it was sixteen of thirty seven on Saturday. I mean, people. I mean, people did a really good job of getting the word out. I thought it was a great tournament, and if you did not play it, uh, you're you're just a damn fish. I mean, it was great. Um, it was free. Yeah, you. That's like when we talk about bankroll stuff and it, like game selection. That was a like a must play from that perspective. Like you're yeah. giving, if you're giving up money if you didn't play that. So like I definitely I definitely like deposited on Yahoo and like Max entered that tournament and yeah. you know I didn't do amazing but I won a couple hundred bucks you know and it's great. Well screw you guys man I got right. Great tournament you got to play Gurley man you just had to play Todd Gurley. Yeah, well Gurley I did family. I had a I had a good amount of Gurley but what wrecked me was that I had I had one of Barkley or Zeke on eight of ten teams. I had too much Fournette. That was just, yeah, and I had Fournette. I just ate it. And even like I had teams, like I had like good teams or like good pieces. Like I had like Cook on a, a couple teams. I had Diggs on a couple teams, but like it just it didn't end up mattering because I had like all these random really bad plays. And I like Kittle didn't do very well. I had Ebron on a bunch of teams. He did nothing. Yeah, I played way too much Ebron on Yahoo. Yeah. This week was just the worst. Nobody did well. Correct. Bro, the cash line was 125 points. Yeah, it was really low. I'm just saying, like, I mean, Kittle, Ebron, like, where – I don't think it was possible for me to make a lineup that would have been, like, with these results, I would never have gotten to a profitable lineup today. I, I could have gotten – I could have gotten to a profitable lineup had I just, like, found a way to play – Cook instead of Samuels, I think maybe. Yeah, if if I had not played uh two guys that got zero targets, like I would have smashed this slate to hell. I would have just been rich as hell. I mean, yeah. if you if you actually want to talk about it, if if Brady leads a drive there at the end of overtime and they score a touchdown instead of just being like, great. no, I didn't ask like if the slate played out different. I said with what the slate, how the slate played out, <laughs> how I the sl- not- how the slate played out. I guess the way I would have won would have been yeah, Cook over Cook over Samuels because I think Cook got like and I wouldn't have done that. and I wouldn't have done that. 
I, I considered it just cause I liked cook so much, but I didn't, I, the thing is I didn't see a good concession. Like I, there wasn't a cheap wide receiver I liked and I didn't want to come off Juju. Yeah. I won on FanDuel cause I had cook in cash. I guess actually the thing I could have done would have been to play like Edelman Edelman Correct. over Juju and then get, and then get cook over Samuels. I think that, I mean, that almost works. Maybe I'd have to go to a cheaper defense or something. Not like my, not like the two points I got from the Lions couldn't have been replaced by literally any other defense. Yeah, all you had to do was play the Falcons and you win money. Easy game. <sighs> Tough boys. All right, let's uh, let's talk about showdown for Monday night. Um, pretty interesting when these two teams play. How will Curtis Samuel's be ninety nine percent owned or a hundred percent owned? <laughs> he is. <laughs> He is uh, the leading target getter for the Panthers the last two weeks. He has uh, 11 and 8 targets in back-to-back games and is 6,400. He is the least expensive, like, core skill position player. Is he – I guess the big question is not are, we, are you going to play him, but is he the guy that you think is optimal for captain? No. No, no. When, when the Saints play, you got like, to distribute your mix with, like, Thomas Breeze and then the opposing quarterback. That's what you do when the Saints play. I hate playing anyone on the Saints because they spread the ball around so much. Like, it's very difficult. I've actually done really well in Saints showdowns because you just um, – Taysom Hill always eats up, like, 10% of ownership. People always play him. What? Yeah. Dan Arnold is the play. Yeah, I agree. Dan Arnold, $600 tight end. He's going to see – he's like – you're not going to get a – he's not going to zero you. You know, he's got, like – Oh, at old takes – cold takes exposed. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of Dan Arnold. He's like the filler that makes it work so that you can get lineups in with, with Cam I actually Bree think, I actually and McCaffrey. Kirkwood, they, I mean, he's been playing a lot. Kirkwood has. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, like don't get me wrong. I think he's a good play, Arnold is. But, like, there is definitely a lot of percentage that he's zeros. I know, but he's 600. So, like, you need to find some of these guys to get in there to be able to jam in. With, with the price that McCaffrey's at, with the price that – you know, Cam and Breeze, I think it's going to be tough. If there's one, like, high price fade for me, it would probably be, I mean, probably Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, I'll, I, I, you know, Moore's price is now, I don't know, at 8000 I'll probably have some more, plenty of more, too. So. I mean, the, the, the sharp play is Jarius Wright, who's actually been out-snapping and out-targeting Devin Funches the last couple weeks. And he's only he's only twenty four hundred. He's like a total nothing player, but he could like absolutely luck box into eleven DraftKings points. Well, let's let's go back for a minute here. What do you guys think is the most likely thing to happen in this game? I actually do you kind think, of think the, the Saints I smash think, them, or do you think this is a tough game? I actually kind of think that uh, New Orleans blows the door off. They they have their long week for them because they played early last week against Dallas and also like Sean Sean Payton is definitely the type of guy who likes to put the the foot on the gas anyways even if they're up but coming off of that embarrassing game against Dallas like he like and Breeze after that Mahomes loss now has a little like he lost the MVP and then Mahomes just lost against the Chargers so it's like back in play again so and and the Rams lost so they're in the driver's seat for the number one seed and home field advantage throughout the NFC uh, if they win this well, I'm not even talking about motivation reasons. I'm talking about like play calling, like assuming they are up by a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think New Orleans runs away with this one. 
Well, Cam is I, I, I do not. I'm, I'm taking the contrarian take, and I actually think this game is going to be uh, low scoring, and I think it's going to be close. Well, the thing is, is that, that Carolina game, play. Cam I mean, is hurt, Carolina, bro. Carolina is not going to be able to move the ball. I know. But the, the reality is, is this is a divisional matchup. Uh, they're playing for the second time this year, and those games tend to tend to be a little disappointing scoring wise. And it's in Carolina, and I think this is their last gasp to like save their season. So I, I think I think it's going to be a tough game. McCaffrey's going to have to see so many touches in this game. Yes, yeah. I mean, you cannot make a lineup without McCaffrey. IMO. I mean, which I, I think fading McCaffrey in these tournaments is like that, that's like DFS one hundred and one in terms of like leverage. I, I, I mean, just go with the the passing game, like get go more and like more. and and the uh, who's the tight end Thomas Ian Thomas, you know, and like yeah, or just go guys. or just go like oh they just get they just get blown out and play like Kamari Ingram lineups together and, and stuff like that. But that's the thing about with with McCaffrey is like. Even in blowout, like he's, not, he's game script proof. Like it doesn't matter what the script is, he's going to get the work. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, I know, like, like he can't. That's why I think, like, when I look at Kamara or Michael Thomas, like there are game scripts where those guys can be like untouched in the second half, where it's like McCaffrey's going to get work here regardless. And that's and that's why I kind of think he's unfadeable. Like yeah. I know that theoretically, you should fade in big scale tournaments. You should fade like the the most owned players regardless of how good they are but like i just think mccaffrey in a one game slate is just so 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 likely to be i mean one of the top couple like point scorers if not the top i mean i just know that like people who are crazy good at tournaments and are po- like like drewby like those dudes they just go the other way of the crowd they just it does it's, it's not about the projecting of the plays it's just all game theory and game theory would say if you fade McCaffrey, you're you're basically locked into a unique lineup. Like if McCaffrey yeah. posts 19 DraftKings points, you're like locked into profit, and you have you're drawing at like a way better odds of having the stone best lineup on the side. And if and if he pulls a Keenan Allen, you're just like rich. Yeah, you're you like at that at that point you are you're just printing. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I get it. Like the way the way to, there are a couple different ways to play showdown, which is why I like it so much. There's like the trying to just get the most optimal projected points lineups and just trying to figure out ways to do that. There's the telling a story way to create lineups, which is kind of what I do where I look at a game and I'm like, okay, I think if it plays out this way, this guy has like a super explosive ceiling. Like uh, it, it didn't end up working out, but I actually did think that the Eagles would be able to score tonight. So I captained Golden Tate in 50% of my lineups, which like, you know, Alshon ended up having the game. But I was like, you know, if they're able to score, I think Golden and Golden Tate was 6,000 or whatever. So I was like, you know, that's a reasonable way to get some ceiling in this game. And then of, then the, the third way is just the game theory way where you're looking at the way the pieces correlate and really letting ownership projections dictate a lot of what you're doing in, in terms of exposures. And the third way probably offers the greatest percent uh, chance of every slate of hitting like the absolute best lineup. I would say like just, just yeah. not even, not even really trying to worry too much about individual projections, but just being like, look, McCaffrey is going to be, what, what do you think he'll be like 40% of the captain lineups probably? Yeah, maybe less because he's so expensive. I, I, yeah, I think it's going to be less than that. I think 
I think well, regardless harder. of regardless of it, I would expect it be to be in captain. I would expect it to be anywhere from twenty to forty percent, and his total ownership percentage. I would expect to be anywhere from I don't know fifty five to sixty seventy percent on something. Yeah, and only not higher than that because he is so expensive, and his odds of being the absolute best play on the slate uh, are certainly lower than that. They're they're, they're probably. 15%. Maybe, maybe probably not even that high. No. Yeah. They're definitely higher than 15%. No, no. There, 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 there is a 0% way in like, if you ran 10,000 simulations of this, would he end up being the highest scoring player more than 15% of the time? All right. Lay me, lay me six to one. I'll, I'll, I'll take six to one. Sammy, you got quarterbacks, you got Thomas, you got Kamara, you got like, yeah, I'll take six to one. You want, you want, Six to one on McCaffrey being the highest scoring player of the slate. Yeah. Well, let me. I will run projections tomorrow, and I'll tell you if I think that's a good bet or not. I, yeah, I, haven't, one, I haven't looked. I haven't looked at any projections yet. Yeah, one out of seven is fourteen point three percent. So that's pretty. That's pretty close right there. Yeah, I think that's actually probably a case where like I'm less likely to take the bet because the. So like, well, no, not not saying I wouldn't, but <laughs> okay. So this is one of those times I'm going to say a number, but when asked to back it up, I'm. Well, I got to. First of all, I would have to. Look. But second of all, like the ten thousand simulations includes times that like Dan Arnold is the highest scoring player of the slate that Keith Kirkwood is the highest scoring player of the slate when in like in practicum of running this game once and the way games are called like like that just it, it truly would never happen do you see what that's I'm saying that's why you're simulating hey, Dave, probability Davis like Davis just said practicum <laughs> Davis Davis you're like misunderstanding probabilities. If you truly believe that Christian McCaffrey is not going to be the highest score, you know, less than 15% of the time, then Sammy giving you six to one is, is, an is a good bet. Well, and I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't looked at any projections yet, but I would, I will look tomorrow and I'll tell Sammy if I'll take it or not. Okay. DMs are open. There's actually probably, he's actually probably way less than, than 15%. I should probably take this bet. I would yeah. agree. I, I think you should Davis. Yeah. Yeah, actually, let's just let's just book that right now. Okay, perfect. I think that was sharp, Davis. Booked. Christian McCaffrey, eighty-five yard reception touchdown to. to start the game. <laughs> I'm gonna get some money out of this fifty burger <laughs> someday, some some way this season. Yeah, you say Christian McCaffrey has not been kind to you, bro. This is I'm, how chasing, you I'm, I'm chasing my money right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. That was uh, that was He's a six-point dog. Like I understand. I mean. I think you you're on the sharper side of this bet, Davis. Well, I just think like especially when the Saints play, like I actually think that uh, a lot of the times the the second highest projected quarterback is is kind of like a chase play in showdown. I think a lot of the times one quarterback lineups are optimal, but with like Newton's rushing upside and Breeze having like a legit forty point ceiling, I actually think McCaffrey's definitely worse than fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah Breeze, you guys. Breeze you guys can eat my bungus. Pay Breeze me. Breeze and Cam ceiling is, is, yeah. I, I think you're on the sharp side of that, Davis. I just need Michael Thomas for 47. Easy game. Easy game. All right, boys. That's gonna do it. I think. Uh, I think the people got everything they needed from this show. Yeah.